0: Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for joining us tonight in the Creepypasta Book Club, the podcast where we read, analyze, and discuss significant creepypastas, no sleeps, and web horror flash fiction. We are your hosts, Jonah. And Wednesday. And today, we are going to be covering Mother Horse Eyes, narratives 16 to 30. After the author's interruption, we return to the narratives. A disaffected ex-hippie moves to Death Valley, only to find himself living next door to the Manson family and getting indoctrinated into their neo-Nazi ideology. They believe that a bottomless pit, which the narrator calls a magical space pussy, will appear in the desert to give them shelter during the race war. Another note on flesh interfaces. Humans embedded in the interface amalgam, while having their hormonal processes changed by the interface, fluctuate rapidly between giggling and screaming. The perspective of an unknown narrator. When he was little, his mother and his home were replaced by the mother with horse eyes, sewn together from animal parts. The CIA scientist who described the Jingles incident describes the phenomenon of embrace, comparing it to subway-groping gangbang videos. On Iwo Jima, an American soldier contemplates the horror of death that has come to such a small island, and the unbearable waiting for the battle to end. There have been terrible rumors of a new weapon that seems to swallow the Americans' bombs out of the air, cut their planes in half. Marines land on the island, seemingly quiet and abandoned, and are sliced to pieces by unseen forces, with no blood but excruciating pain. The Marines begin to realize that there are tracks in the earth and the air which mark the path of this weapon, as they steadily advance inward. From within the old volcano of Mount Suribachi, voices laugh hysterically and then pitch into agonized screams. A soldier sits on the lip of the mountain, his body segmented into dozens of floating pieces. The author interrupts again to talk about Philip K. Dick and his drug addiction. He compares his own alcoholism to the children playing in the street. He knew the consequences, the causal law, and continued to do what would obviously cause him harm. The marines press on towards the floating man on the top of the mountain. He greets them and reveals himself to be Korean, perhaps a prisoner of war, and tries to warn them, The devil came here. The soldiers had built a gate, the child with the command. A metal cylinder appears overhead blotting out the sun, and the marines fall back to abandon the island. The Korean man stands up and quotes Matthew 4, verses 8 and 9. The devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world, and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Michael Jackson was murdered. He unintentionally expanded his mind with propofol, and they killed him for it. Back in Death Valley, the neo-Nazi's Uncle Adolf makes an appearance, and suddenly the narrator is jumped and taken to the magical space pussy for testing. They take him through a strange canyon cut through with giant insect tunnels, and down to a hole in the wall made of flesh. They force him to walk inside at gunpoint, and through the tunnel is a chamber of fused human bodies and faces which begin to embrace him, "'tearing him into pieces and assimilating him "'until he becomes part of the bottomless pit. "'In the 1980s, the North Koreans built a unique flesh interface "'with no incident zone or metal cylinders. "'Rather than bomb it, the CIA sends two operatives inside "'to examine the interface "'and finds the North Koreans using it for information processing. "'But the interface is a single massive chamber "'containing a lake and several humpback whales. "'How do you explain, Mother?' The unknown narrator has a fever when he is a small child that lasts for weeks, and when it breaks his real mother is gone, replaced by the mother with horse eyes. She brings other children into the house and takes them into the basement to change them, but the narrator refuses to go. He uses the Bible to protect himself because reading from it makes her bleed. The CIA operatives don't understand how the flesh interface could take the form of whales. The agents swim to the bottom and discover a graveyard of whale bones, and believe that the whales are simply food for the actual larger interface creature. The CIA releases a nerve agent at the facility to kill the interface, which they will later classify as the first massive biological information system. The dog dream. Memories of being a dog. But sometimes, at night, outside, the wolves sing. The wolves come one day and speak to him. Are they not like him? she not like his mother they promise him the world power ecstasy and hold him hypnotized with their promises until he realizes they are simply hungry and they tear him to shreds one of the test subjects goes missing but because most of the returned children died within days of their rebirth the cia quickly drops the case however she turns up again seven years later a thirteen year old in a small village in estonia and because of her survivability the CIA decides to re-obtain her. They send animals through as well, including a group of hill minas who return mimicking flute-like music. One of the researchers later kills all of the birds. After the orbital arrays incinerated the city, they dropped our platoon in to take a look around. We had seen it before, an endless graveyard, everything ashes, ash buildings, ash people. For six days we trudged through the dead city before finding the first sign of life. On the edge of the blast zone, before frozen winter fields, a small flowering bush. Perhaps the heat of the bombardment had tricked it into blooming early. We all looked at it for a silent moment and quickly moved on. We were young and tired and just miles from the rendezvous. Yet sometimes at night that silent moment returns, and I see them fluttering again in the cold, uncaring wind. Doomed flowers, soft and pale. So, so what do we think? How, how are we feeling about this one? Uh, last episode, you asked me how much I remembered of my reading, and I realized in this one, well, I realized sitting <laughs> back, like I didn't actually answer your question. Um, <laughs> but I realized in this reading that, oh, these are a lot of the ones I've read. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you, you have memories of these ones? Yeah. I, I feel like when we were talking about the prince stuff, it might have been the Michael Jackson stuff that you were thinking yeah, of. Yeah, that's that, and, like, okay, so we get to, like, whatever their names are, the white supremacist cult people. The Manson family? The Manson family. We get to <laughs> them, right? And, like, their whole deal, and, like, like people who, like... The helter-skelter stuff. Yeah, and, like, people who, like, in present day are really into that kind of thing, find, like, empowering music from, like, people who aren't white and try to, like, incorporate them into the thing with, like, the same principle. I've seen it on Reddit a lot. Like, people, like, bring up really awful places to be on Reddit and be like, (laughs) look at this tool trying to work this song into, like, a framework like that. So that's where I was going with it. And I realized just saying, hey, is this about the race wars without elaborating in episode one? (laughs) (laughs) I like a lot of the sections here a lot because I like the meat mother stuff. Like I said, mm. I had like read around because like when it was first out and I was first reading anything that was like kind of like military-y and like just like science-y at the time I wasn't really interested in because I guess there's just like a lot of stuff that was out that was similar and I was like not into it. Like, oh, this is- I don't want this. I want the meat. Yeah, I mean, military sci-fi stuff is always like there's always so much of it. It's it's mm-hmm. like omnipresent, and it just feels like samey all the time. Like like having the whole context of, of more of the horror side. Like it's really not like it's its own like yeah. thing. But like when you're like without the whole yeah, getting it without context, which mm-hmm. is which is interesting because to me, narrative twenty, which is the one of the Iwo Jima narratives is one of the ones, like, like, like one of the early ones, other than Dog Dream, that stands out the most to me. Yeah. Like, the imagery of the soldier in pieces is one of the things that sticks in my mind so strongly when I think of what Mother Horse Eyes is. Like, I didn't read that one first, because, like, the the didn't grab me, so I just, like, moved on. <laughs> because I wanted more of, like, the... Yeah, it's just, it's striking, I think. I, I feel like the author has kind of a knack for... Mm-hmm tone matching mm-hmm. in terms of like being able to replicate what we think of as the tone of like a time period or a style of writing, like the yeah. sort of like skis of the magical space pussy stuff, or like the sort of stoic like coldness mm-hmm. of the of the Iwo Jima narrative. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, really has a talent for replicating that. Which is one of the things that makes it engaging to read, even though it bounces all over the place like this. Like, it feels like the author knows that, like, this is, like, a strong suit of theirs, and they're definitely, like, leaning into, like, what they know they can do. It would make up for, like, if you notice any weak spots, like, in a continued, like, single piece. Mm -hmm. One of the other things, I I can't remember if, if I was talking to you this is a story that I have a lot of trouble putting the summaries together because like oh it's nice to have the whole thing recapped (laughs) the information is so disjointed Mm -hmm. and 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 it's told in such a unique way that like when I am recapping it I want to get across the experience of reading it to people which is why I just read narrative 30 at the end I like the way you're doing it it feels like (laughs) like you have to capture like like if someone isn't like reading even even if you just read like being able to capture like the drama and tone of it before going into like any kind of Mm -hmm. like talking about it it's really cool i like like you're doing like a dramatic summary (laughs) thank you narrative 30 is is one of the other ones that like stood out to me because it is it's kind of a prose poem which is mm-hmm. a thing that we get a couple of times in Mother Court Eyes. Yeah, it's like, the poem itself is like, feels like a, like a downward spiral. Yeah, it is, it, it is literally, the text is literally a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's one of the things that draws comparison to House of Leaves for mm, a lot of people, yeah. aside from just the itself, content itself yeah. being about like alternate reality mm-hmm. kind of stuff the way that Mother Horse Eyes uses formatting, he has a very strong sense of placement. Yes. Both in terms of like this gimmick of like distributing the story across Reddit mm-hmm. in these random places. That is already like a, a really strong stylistic point, but also literally like on a micro level within the text itself, having a really strong eye for placements. And talk about being like extra confident in your story, like <laughs> put, like putting it out there in these paces in these spaces that aren't like four stories and like knowing that they still be there. And it feels like okay, especially like entry thirty feels like the authors like uncouple themselves from like the restrictions with it and like this entire section i'm really glad you broke it down into this cuz this entire section feels like such like a like a rising act and a climax within itself like the mm-hmm. ramping up to the to number 30 is like like when i when i decide the way that they break down it's usually because like i'm just taking it to a number that is convenient mm-hmm. to read through and that i know encapsulates a certain amount of text and ideas and stuff but this particular section feels insane like on its own like <laughs> yeah it, it it ended up working out really well in in terms of like the structure of it like to end on the poem of narratives 30 ends up feeling like a really good cap for this and like the first one we end with like the mother is here like that one was on purpose that one i was like okay i want to end like i could go further but i want to end on that because well, i don't have to know it's on purpose Stop listening. Everything I do is on purpose. I'm, <laughs> I actually wrote Mother Horse Eyes. I don't know if you know. Was I design. This is a part of Mother Horse Eyes, actually. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> this is an extended piece of the fiction. Um, like it's 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 just bringing the meta commentary like around full like full circle. The entire podcast is so like you get this episode is like a trailhead, and the next ones are just gonna get like. The whole first season is is like the the bait and (laughs) this is the switch. Welcome to the Meat Zone, idiot. (laughs) <laughs> this is something I've always wanted from like, um, yeah, no like a Slenderverse like ARG kind of thing where like you go for a really, really long time with your bait before your Switch, which like I can fully understand why you wouldn't do that because you are <laughs> yeah, like, no, nobody's going to watch all that shit before you get to the Switch. Like, what if they do? <laughs> what if you believed in people? What if they, what if you did a channel that you were seriously passionate about and then like... Edged into your trailheads, see what happened. Like, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. You, you can contain multitudes. You can go back to the thing you liked before. Like, don't even acknowledge it. Like, huh, that was weird, right? Yeah, you can have an ARG in the middle. Mo- I mean, but like, the thing is, what we're describing is, like, old, like, um that guy with the glasses. A site like, content <laughs> where they would just like have like an ARG and like a, like a whole storyline in the middle of their stupid review, like a people, really dumb storyline, like, and then like go back into doing reviews. People used to do it all the time. <laughs> like a lot of left players, like like used to have like l- like gags happening between yeah. like stuff, but now no one does that. So if you do that now, <laughs> the youth won't remember that because everyone's like, oh, that's cringe. <laughs> Having fun with your content is cringe now. Kill a goat. Ow, you too, I not take it down. <laughs> I I really, in my summary, I really wanted to put all four minutes of of Fairy Queen in oh it. Oh my god. Hey <laughs> we watched <the> Never Ending <laughs> but Story. I for know this. I couldn't. Yeah, I, I I was like oh Wednesday, oh my god, we have to watch the never ending story because for for, for the record, I didn't mention it in the summary, but there is not an out-of-game post, but like an author post from from the Mother Horse Eyes account that is yeah. just like, Hey, thanks for setting up this subreddit and then just posts like a YouTube <laughs> video. Oh my god. A song called Fairy Queen, which is sung by Tammy Stronek. It's in the middle of the section about like the mother and like meat and stuff and it's like, Hey guys, I'm just gonna <laughs> post this link anyway and then the energy of it. Yeah, it's 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 very strange and like it's 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 sung by Tammy Stronach, who I'm pretty sure that's how you say her name. Yeah. Who played the childlike Empress in the Neverending Story movie? It's Dire the tone. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and the song sounds really, really similar to the theme for Neverending Story. It, it it was not strictly affiliated with the movie in any way, but it sounds like it very, very much. Uh, it it has the same kind of tone, and when you read the lyrics, it's like, oh, this is supposed to be intentionally like part of the fiction, like part of the description mm-hmm. of the mother, when when he's talking yeah. about you know, <laughs> when Stronach is singing about like let me let me actually pull the lyrics up because they're insane. Pull lyrics up, yeah, yeah. Okay, so imagine this: you just finished reading about like I don't know mother horrors. What what's the one before this? The the Fairy Queen interlude comes right after Bleed Sweat and peas L S D Yeah, like so so we got that, you just finished that, and now here's the song. Like it hits that note that people try to do when they put like nursery rhyme nursery yeah, nursery rhymes, lullabies, whatever in horror movies. Yeah, yeah. But like this is like effective. You're like in the blender. <laughs> I mean, like, because the song is not sinister in any way, like, the song yeah. is genuinely innocent sounding, and, like, it's it's this, like, soft, poppy, like, cutesy 80s tune sung by, like, a 12-year-old. It's unpleasant to listen to because it's <laughs> because it's one of these, like, sugary 80s synth mm-hmm, pop mm-hmm. Hits, but it's cute, you know? Yeah, like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be <laughs> like, I'm gonna go bop it to this song now but like there is nothing that is scary about the song on its own and that kind of makes like when you put it up against this story which is so miserable and disgusting makes it really sinister the 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 lyrics to fairy queen like some of the interesting ones if i could be a fairy queen and i would hold a magic key to reveal the hidden secrets of the mind then I could see the darkest blue, the mystery that's part of you, and I'd weave a spell to take away your sorrow. If I could be a fairy queen, I'd find the long-forgotten dream that is deep inside the memory of a child. If I could hear what words don't tell from way down in the wishing well, then reality would turn into illusion. Like, like, my god. (laughs) Especially in this part, but also earlier, like, children have, like, especially, like, girl children in this thing have like a mm-hmm. they're like yeah. special in this case so like yeah. we get bits about like a survivor and they come to take her back and stuff and they're like um yeah. she wasn't the victim of the mother she was the victim of us basically mm-hmm. and then we get like this girl poem by the way okay so like we have a narrator talk about this and all like the, 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 car- the characters who have like gone through the mother and like have survived and like Meaningful ways, but as children, and the authors reflecting back on childhood, I think you could read a trans-mask narrative in this story. <laughs> I feel like it would be the opposite. Like, like if if if, if you're going to read it like a trans narrative into the story, I think it would be a, like a transfem. Oh, narrative. Either way, I like. I, I wasn't being a hundred percent serious, but like, because we start with like a lot of like, the target of the thing is like. A girl, child, and like, and everyone we meet is like, like sister siblings, basically. Oh, that that reminds me. Like, one of the other things that I took note of was that you were one hundred percent right about the jingles scientist. Yeah, being like a weird pervert. Because I, 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 I totally forgot about the like the subway groping video comments. I, I also thing. forgot that I had too. fucking erased that from my mind. I, didn't I don't think I read that think one. about that. <laughs> I didn't read that one. That was yeah, like, you, you just picked up on that. <laughs> you just fucking clocked this guy for being nasty. And I was like, no, no, he's probably normal. <laughs> no, he's not normal. He is a pervert. A pervert radar on the <laughs> find. <laughs> hey, okay, so on the trans femme thing, like, okay... <laughs> not saying that. Not saying this author has any intention of that. Not saying this author's got genders. So we're not diagnosing the author with genders of any sort. Yeah, we're just talking because we, you know. Yeah. But like, so we can read the the fact that the author isn't being taken to the basement is because like the mother isn't reading them like that. I really like. The author the author of that one, the narrator of that one, is really sick and their mother doesn't care for them, and the next time they see the mother, they're like a horrific monster. <laughs> and it's kind of that like, oh, that reveal this person was like always like this. Yeah. Or or at least that, that the author interprets not being taken care of. Yeah. Especially for young children. Like yes, your mind true. can interpret things in ways that aren't intended because like you don't have the maturity or understanding to process stuff or like communicate like needs and stuff yeah and like like especially if if this person was like horribly sick like having having like a a fever that feels like it's lasting for weeks and is and is like struggling and feeling like abandoned and Mm -hmm. then suddenly is like oh i am i am living in this fantasy world where like i i go outside and the world seems normal and then i come home and i am living with this inhuman monster that cannot communicate with me i cannot communicate to it the only thing that i can do is sit and read my bible uh and and hope that i'm not taken to the basement it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the loss is going there but it's kind of like oh, my parent is not an, an omnipresent deity. Yeah. And it's, like, some people have trouble with that a lot. And some of this feels like that. Yeah, like, the, the, the sort of, like, trauma reaction that people have when, like, being confronted with the fact that, like, their parents have lives outside of them. Mm. And sometimes their lives are being made out of animal parts. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, that's, I'm like, I'm not saying that that's what's going on here, because, like... no. Like, There's, like, st- other stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. It, like, reinforces that a bit while also not – it's really interesting, like, stuff like this, when it hits, it really kind of, like, undoes itself, I <laughs> guess? It's the House of Leaves thing where it's like, is he real? Isn't he real? Well, no, he's not, because we're in reading a book. <laughs> but, like, this avoids that while still doing it, you know? Yeah. I mean, because because it is, it is like, narrativizing itself the whole way. Mm. Like it is mm-hmm. it is not pretending to be true at any point, where like that's a big part of like the problem with like unfiction and alternate reality mm-hmm. game and story type stuff. It's like just surface deep with it instead of like folding it in and evolving it. Like people are more willing to give things like, oh, what's it called? Suspense of disbelief. Mm-hmm. When it has, like, multiple layers of that thing going on, because there's something to gnaw on. Or, <laughs> well, like, if, if if House of Leaves had just stayed as, like, a web novel, mm. then the contradiction yeah. of, you know, the author having his name on the front, go away. Not, yeah, it would not be a problem. Which is why there's there there's always been talk of, of the Mother Horse author wanting to turn it into a My novel, girl, and that seems to have, like, that? yeah. I'm- I'm glad that that has stalled out because Mother Horse Eyes would not function as a novel, and I think the author understands that, like, <laughs> oh, which just, is why like, it has oh never happened. In my opinion, <laughs> when people want to do that, you should just make something that's a, that's in that medium that supports that universe. Yeah, just write a novel, dog. Yeah! Like, it can still be the same setting. Things belong in different things. You can't take it to a different format and expect the same outcome. That's like, I don't know. It feels really obvious, but people want it. People want, like, it all, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, like, you, people are missing out on a chance to make something deeper. I don't know. Like, if you're doing a cartoon of a, a comic, you should lean into things that show better animated yeah. and, like, things you could not do in a comic, you know? Yeah. It's like when when the Junji Ito anime came out and mm. it was like really really bad, and everyone hated it because like just translating the comic pages to animation does not work. It it does not function because Ito's style and pacing works on the page. It- yeah, like and there's re- so there's like a really weird current movement of trying to like adapt things one on one, and it's like. But, like, not in a good way. Like, I don't know. Like, like visually one on one, but not story wise one on one. So you get, like, these, like, frame by frame, like, kind of like flash, but, like, you know, someone's yeah. work is being exploited, styled <laughs> animation. And it's just, like, just not this. I don't think this is it, guys. Yeah. And, like, and, and, and that's being done for, like, market forces versus, yeah. like like i i I love thinking about adaptation. i I mm-hmm. obviously don't have the funds to adapt yeah. anything, but I I, I I like script writing for things that capture my imagination, like the Southern Reach Trilogy. Yeah, I love Annihilation. I think it was a great movie. Annihilation has like there's there's a lot of similarities between like Southern Reach and and Mother Horse Eyes as well. Like I think mm-hmm. like I, I I read the Southern Reach trilogy after having read Mother Horse Eyes, and I was thinking about Mother Horse Eyes as I was reading it and being like, mm-hmm. oh man, I really wanna I really want to talk about Mother Horse Eyes. I need to read that still. Oh my god, it's so good. Like they're so good. Like they they re- like they changed my brain chemistry. Like I like the Southern Reach books. Southern reached me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to get Southern Southern reached. Southern reached. <laughs> S- since we were talking about House of Leaves a little bit, and 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 about like other things that mm-hmm. um, that Mother Horse Eyes gets compared to, like I like I brought up Southern Reach as well. Like the things that people compare Mother Horse Eyes to, like um, I, I've seen like Infinite Jest and Pale Fire. Also, just oh, yeah. still need to read. I read Pale Fire compared too. to it. But well, like- Infinite Jest was really popular. But I yeah. I would never fucking read place. Infinite Jest. I would never. You could not pay me to read Infinite Jest. It looks like such a bunch of horse shit. I had to read it for like a reading competition <laughs> like a hundred years ago, but I, don't ret- I didn't retain much of that. I'm going to be honest. I did, I, based on what I've heard of it, I don't blame you. Like it, do- it does <laughs> seem like such horse shit. Wallace seems like a hack to me. I don't know. Like controversial opinion, maybe. Sometimes I have, like, memories that are, like, more defined by the location and, like, (laughs) smells and, like, sounds and, like, the actual action I was doing. Infinite Jess falls into that category. (laughs) (laughs) Just a smell book. (laughs) As I've been reading it, and and, and in this section, like, as it is talking more about children, like, the Mm -hmm. thing that got cemented into my mind of, like, what Mother Horse Eyes kind of reminds me of is actually Catcher in the Rye. Oh, I can see that, yeah. They're both sort of these like ultimate stories about arrested development, not just being about like teen angst and substance abuse, which Catcher in the Rye and Mother Horse Eyes are kind of both about. Yeah, it has a really similar tone, like writing style too. Like this helpless martyrdom that kind of defines the tone of both of them like sad, shaking prophets that are born to save the children but can't even get out of bed without hurting themselves. This feels so academic right now. <laughs> and like, I fucking hate Catcher in the Rye. But like, reading yeah. Mother Horse Eyes, I'm like, oh, I don't think I hate Catcher in the Rye anymore. I think, I, like, I think I might need to reread oh Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> I think that's really cool. I think. Okay, I think there's a lot of space for people to do that, whether this was intentional or not. Like, to take something that's, like, people don't like, tend to not like, because of <laughs> reasons that's, like, classical lit. Not, like, classical lit. That's not really a really specific thing. But you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. lit. Mm-hmm. And, like, roll that into a story that's, like, visceral and engaging. I think people would, like, I don't know. I feel like that's a really cool way to, like, shine light or whatever, onto, like, books that people are like, no thank you, (laughs) that are, like, a part of our culture or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Catcher is really divisive. Some people really, Mm. really love it and swear by it. I I had to read it twice in high school, and I fucking hated it both times. Oh, see, if I had to read it more than (laughs) once, I might feel more strongly (laughs) about it. I was a very, very opinionated kid, especially about books, I either loved something or I absolutely despised it. There was no middle ground for me on anything. Listen, if I didn't like something, I didn't, I just didn't finish it. I was (laughs) like, I would like not finish it. And then like, just be really good at guessing. (laughs) I had never not finished a book for class Mm. I think all throughout high school, I never didn't finish a book for class because I liked reading and I liked being angry about things. Like <laughs> so, even even if the book was bad and I hated it, I would want to read it so that I could be angry correctly. You know, mm. like that's just the yeah. kind of person I've always been. No, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I get this is going. I've had enough of this. I <laughs> like I'm done. My burden to bear. Oh, that's how I read Mother Horse Eyes now. <laughs> Yeah, you were like, Well, I've gotten all I wanna get out of this. Bye. Oh, I I'm just (laughs) real winner's quest. Yes I am It sucks at the breaks. It doesn't. It doesn't suck, I'm, I'm, but, like... I'm like that now, because, like, cause like, sunk cost fallacy does not really affect me in the way that I think that it affects most people. Like, I am not afraid to just, like, give up on something at any point. Like, it's, like, I... like, it's something that's wrong with me. Like, it, it's to that extent. <laughs> No, like, listen, I couldn't just, I couldn't tell you what my criteria is, but i have a really refined, not refined, a, that sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like too much, like, self-praise. i have a really, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I have, like, stringent. Stringent? That's really good. I have, like, a stringent criteria that if like, something doesn't meet it, I'm out, like, as soon as possible. <laughs> I'm, like, wasting my, have, there's so much to do on the planet Earth. There's just too much yeah, to exactly. like, listen to and read and watch. Yeah. I'm not going to spend it doing something I don't want to. Yeah, like, if something's wasting my fucking time, out. Out of here. Shouldn't have wasted my time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want me to read your <laughs> stupid book? Write it better. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I'm I'm finding myself, like, a lot gentler on, on Mother Horse Eyes reading it again. Like, mm. even, though, even though I just read it the first time, I'm pretty sure last year was the first time that I that I read it. I'm pretty sure it was 2021. Like, I'm definitely reading the ones I didn't read before with, like, because, like, I know it's going to go somewhere, is yeah. the thing. Which sounds really shallow, <laughs> but, like, listen. Like, I, I I knew when I was reading it last year or, like, listening to it that it was going somewhere. Like I Like, I sort of trusted it mm-hmm. enough that I was like, well, this is going somewhere. But, like, the stuff that really annoyed me Last time I read it is like not standing out to me as much. Oh, that's nice. But certain other things, like the the biblical stuff, is standing out a lot more to me and is kind of getting oh, under my yeah. skin a lot more. This reading, I have some stuff to say. Yeah. So like, there's stuff with like pits, right? Yes. The the yonic imagery. Yeah, the Ionic energy. Right. Um. What's the word for like when people are chopped up? I really wanted to use it, but I can't remember. Um, the soldier who's like. All up in pieces? Okay. Dismembered? Dismemberment? Dismembered? That's not what I thought I was gonna say, but yeah, (laughs) dismembered soldier, the the magic space pussy, and there's like something a little further down I want to wrap into one thing that's like biblical. It's also like Torah stuff, but like, it's like, you know, yeah. Let's start with like the Christian lore first. Okay, there's a concept that's used in these passages. There's, like, a, a a bit from the Genesis that gets thrown in somewhere up in the 20s. The verse is, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, and they shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise their heels. And it's, like, the whole, like, Garden of Eden, like, <laughs> post that, right? And in Christian lore, it's called Seed of the Woman, right? And that's, like, the prophecy of, like, the virgin birth of Jesus and all that jazz, right? <laughs> and, like, okay, this is, like, an extra note that if you're not, like, I don't know, I think only Catholics have statues. I don't, Yeah, no, like, you I don't like, think the only Cap- Catholics have no, statues. No, 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 no. I meant of Mary. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> I don't think even only Catholics have statues of Mary! Is that? Okay. Okay, well... I mean, okay. The Catholics really like Mary; they like her especially right. much. But I'm pretty sure other denominations of, of Christians like Mary okay. too. I okay. If if you're, I don't know, church. If you're Christian, comment on our podcast and tell us whether or not you like Mary. Have you seen? Have you seen? Have you? Does your church have a statue of Mary? I like the, I like the questioning way you said church. Like the, like, the shitty little churches aren't as real as Catholic churches. If your religious center, if religious salsa center has a statue of Mary, let me know. Okay, if, if, if your synagogue has a has a statue of Mary... Or... I think we should talk like that from now on. <laughs> um, Well, st- statues of mary have her like stepping on the snake and you'd be like hey that's a really weird symbology those two stories have nothing to do with each other really that's why can you explain that because i i'm jewish i did go yeah. through like a christian catechism but i have like erased all of that from my memory like okay so in mother horse eyes it gets brought up as like the seed of the woman gets like dropped i think the term I should have written the sentence down. I I don't even remember this. It's somewhere in, in the twenties. I've written this down. Wednesday. All we read was the twenties today. Oh fuck! I can find it. <laughs> I can. I yeah. If, if 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 you look for it, I can add it in post. Okay, if I add okay, it in, okay. in post, you'll hear me say something now. <laughs> Okay, so what Wednesday was referring to was a hyperlink attached to mentions of the Bottomless Pit in Entry 16, which is a gotquestions.org entry on the Bottomless Pit from Revelations, which reads, among other things, If Tartarus is the same as the Abyss, then the inhabitants of the Bottomless Pit are the same angels who sinned and left their first habitation. God uses the bottomless pit as a holding place for the most evil of angels, including Satan himself and those who tried and failed before the flood to thwart God's plan to bring the seed of the woman into the world. So, like, how, especially Catholic lore, I guess, interprets this thing to be, like, this triumph over, like, original sin by Mm. giving birth to Jesus. Like, Jesus absorbs that sin. So, it's like, Mary's role, like, women's role in church is to, like, overcome the original sin, and that's why she's stepping on, like, the serpent. Uh, Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff, from from what I understand, about, like, that, like, women are supposed to, because of Eve, are supposed to have been essentially responsible for cultivating original sin, and therefore this is, like, a symbolic um, triumph over it. Where, like, woman gets to redeem itself. Yeah, by giving birth to, like, the Jisai figure. And that's why Statues of Mary have, like, like she's, like, the ultimate, like, representation of this, like, concept where she's, like, yeah, like, triumphing over, like, the devil or whatever. Yeah. Lucifer. Like, she is, she is the perfect mother. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's interesting that we don't get any serpent imagery, really, from... Within the story, like it's, it's all, I mean, like he, he talks about mother horse eyes, but also says that horses have eyes that are like a goats, which is, you know, and, and talks about her having like, like the, the, the sort of jowls of a goat. And I think we're supposed to Mm -hmm. get sort of satanic imagery from that. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, or at least interpret because, like this child in in the in in the mother stories is obviously already religious, has a Bible in the home, goes to it for comfort. Of course, is going to conceptualize this evil entering his life as this satanic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, how the the thing I was going to connect to this is that so we get like the magic space pussy is like a bottomless pit, right? Mm-hmm. The bottomless pit in like this like. Like, the concept of, like, Abaddon, right? Like, the, like, Tartarus, like, the prison where angels are set, right? That kind of thing. And, like, that ties into, like, the forbidden knowledge and, like, esoteric beliefs of, like, angel intercourse, right? I'm nodding, but, like, I don't understand, no. Okay. That particular section, that particular, like, concept and stuff involves, like, mankind also accessing the fruits outside of the garden mm-hmm. so in this way that connects to like the garden of eden which connects again to the snake thing without having an actual serpent okay it's it, it it's also i think like in a more because like i mean one we get this recurring imagery of Flesh pits in the ground of of as literally being like wounds mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the ground that you were then like assimilated into, and and mm-hmm. that being a kind of hell, like like the ecstasy mm-hmm. of hell is kind of the way yes. that I see it. Yeah, people talk about like concept of Christian hell or maybe like Catholic hell or maybe like early mm-hmm. Protestant hell. I don't really know. As as just being like. S- eternal separation from God, like I know that's a thing in Faust. Mm-hmm. I I I I read Faust in college. Yeah, it's a really Catholic ideal. Although I'm probably sure like early pro- early Protestants were just Catholics. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is hell is the separation of God, which is why sins are a very specific thing in Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not things that people like frown on. Yeah, is it specifically like if you do like a murder, right? Or, like, a, like, a sex crime. Yeah, if you, like, yeah, it's really, like, 12 commandments based. 12? 12? 10? 10, 10. I think it's 10. 10? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> God, I'm mean, tight. Okay, so. God gave you two extra commandments, <laughs> you specifically. Oops. <laughs> um. Like, yeah, like, there's a hierarchy that Pope decided at some point, but like, when you go to confess, they don't want to hear that you're like, I don't know, a Protestant or a Lutheran or whatever, (laughs) like, wasting their time. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, I I, I think the the concept of sin outside of Catholicism is much more loosey goosey. It's just like anything, like, if you do anything wrong, that's a sin. Yeah, and those are, those aren't, like, there's, like, a term for, for like, baby sins that babies <laughs> do, and, like, things that are, like, a slippery slope, but they're not, like, sins. Like, mortal sin is the thing that they say for, like, a yeah. big, like, a real sin, right? A big, yeah, a big boy sin. <laughs> like, you can pray for, like, absolution that aren't sins, but you don't go confess those things. You just, like, get a prayer over you. Mm-hmm. But, like, a sin, you do the work, you, you do, like, the prayer work, and those prayer works go to souls that are in purgatory. It's like a, it's like a machine. <laughs> Get you on the ground level, like a, like a pyramid scheme. Wait, what do you mean they go to purgatory? Like, your, your prayers go to purgatory? Like, are there, yeah. are you, are you paying off other people's, like, purgatory yeah. soul debt? Is that what, is yeah. this what Catholicism is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you pray. You pray for the people in purgatory so they go to heaven, yeah. Like, for for, for as mainstream as Catholicism is in media and stuff, yeah, like, no, like, was, like yeah. with Lindsay's in horror, like, pe- people don't really get into the sort of like, like, the Kabbalah of, of Catholicism <laughs> is the only way that I can think to describe it. Genuinely. <laughs> like, And, like, a lot of people are just, like, Easter Christmas Catholics, right? You're not, like, studying Catholicism. You're just, like, in a Catholic family, right? Like, you might get baptized. You might go, what? creasters? Oh, I like that. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, you might not get that involved in it, but, like, there's a lot going on that people don't, like, get into (laughs) because you're not, like, in a conservative Catholic family or, like... (laughs) In a Catholic school. Or, like, a priest.
1: Or a or nun. Or, like a
0: priest or a nun, yeah. Or, like, in religious studies, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like if you're Catholic and in religious studies, it's because you want to be a priest or a nun, right? Yeah. What, hey, what else are you doing there? There's no game for you. <laughs> like, unless you want to go, I don't know, write books or something. <laughs> Beyond ancient aliens. <laughs> We were just watching Nope today. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I was so surprised about where it went. Yeah. In number 23, as the last paragraph, he says, Well, I guess at this point you're probably wondering how I, your intrepid narrator, managed to escape the mm-hmm. bottomless pit, and how I managed to survive to tell you this tale. I simply didn't. I never escaped the bottomless pit. I am the bottomless pit. Ha ha ha. I am the tree of life. Okay. So, in Revelations 22... Verse two, right on the side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And then the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. All that stuff, right? The trees connect to the Garden of Eden, and that's the that's the connection there. And the hyperlinks go to like that kind of like Christianosity, Norseness, with like the tree and the serpent, yeah, the, the Udrasil, yeah. So like I think that's like the full connection there. Like the pit is like where Lucifer or Satan or devil or whatever was set to Abaddon abyss. <laughs> the flesh is that and the flesh is the revelations. That's another thing that I that I wanted to talk about. I I started thinking about this all the way in the first one, but I knew mm-hmm. that the the Christian stuff only mm-hmm. really started to kick in around here. Mm-hmm. there's this this idea that we're starting to get within the story and 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 I think that is going to become more prominent and more emphasized as we go on mm-hmm. that like this 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 very sort of christian idea of flesh representing literal evil mm-hmm. that like the future that it's presenting is a purgatory of endless flesh life like it uh-huh. it is it is like your your life is artificially prolonged it is it is ruined by the material world there's interesting like kind of like subsets of christianity that are like more esoterical Mm -hmm. that believe in sort of like demigurgs and like dualism and stuff like that demiurge i think is is demiurge oh i'm sorry for saying things wrong um (laughs) Like, they associate materials with, like, the feminine figure. Like, the feminine god gave birth mm-hmm. to things that made material world, which is evil and needs to be defeated, <laughs> but the god figure is separate from, like, yeah. evil as a concept, and that feels like a thing that's also here. Like, yeah, it, it, it goes back to that sort of, like, original sin concept that is sort of, like, gestured at, right? Of 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 women as like the site of sin, and mm-hmm. like women as flesh because of the idea of like conflating, you know, woman equals mother equals womb equals flesh, mm-hmm. and and also like the idea of like being trapped in the womb forever combined with <laughs> with this idea of like eternal childhood that yeah. like the author talks about like oh man that section like that sort of like author interruption like I got really emotional over that like I I I sent uh Michael like a like a snippet of it because I was oh like gosh. oh wow like I, I really like Mother Horse Eyes. <laughs> a lot of the stuff that you do in your work feels really reminiscent of that, of that. like and things you like resonate like try to untangle similar concepts. No, oh, I'm thank you. Oh, you're welcome. The inherent sinfulness of giving someone consciousness. <laughs> Anti Natalist <laughs> The way that women are used throughout the story is interesting so far. Mm-hmm. Like even like like the wolves in the dog dream, which is like yeah. that that's the thing that like way back when we first started talking about Mother Horse Eyes, the first thing mm-hmm. he said to me was, like, I liked the dog dream. <laughs> well, yeah, it's my favorite good. one. I also I like it so much that I use it as a vocal warm up so I have the whole thing memorized. <laughs> but like there there's this real like like there's a real Madonna whore thing going on so yeah. far. Like like the like the wolves are are all female wolves. Mm-hmm. Like, the mother is literally the whore of Babylon. Like... And it's really interesting, because it's in separate... Like, yeah, it was, like, a whore-Madonna thing, but the line is very, very thin. (laughs) But, like, not, like, a, hey... We don't even see any Madonnas. Like, the closest thing that we see to the Madonna is, like, a hairless, sickly, dying child. That is, like, this this is a world with no savior. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's really good. Like... All the Maryism or whatever. Which by the way, which took me down a really cool rabbit hole of like Mary single worship. Like even that is like incorporated. Mary's also like the whore, not the Madonna, even though she's like, you know, the Madonna. Yeah. Like in the story she's like like just through the process of like having birth and being a flesh. She's like the very thing that makes her the mother. Is it is the thing that the fact that she gave birth to Jesus is what condemns him? Is is sort yeah. of the the ultimate line of logic? Like the, oh. the 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 passage where he talks about like the center of the universe, the center of the timeline being the nail driven into Jesus's hand. Like oh my the, God, I, yeah. It, it's very much like he talks about the Bible having blood magic in Mother too. Not mm-hmm. Mother 2, like, no. The Mother Part 2, like, the the. the I knew what you the meant. <laughs> the listeners knew what you meant. If I didn't, they all died seven days. You cannot grasp the true form of Mother Horse Eyes. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, yeah, it is this sacrifice of of flesh as, like, the ultimate altruism that's supposed to give, like, the blood, it powers the blood magic that gives humanity (laughs) the fighting chance against flesh. Madness. Like, like, the story is insane. It's like, it's (laughs) so, there's so much happening here. Oh my god. Like, it's hard to keep up with it. We don't get, like any women outside of the context of that like none of the scientists we get are like women none yeah. the soldiers are women like none of the racist hippies are women <laughs> except for the ones and like you know we, we read about them but none of them are narrators or major characters yeah they're there they're girls who are there to be slept with but they are yeah. not people who are actively taking part in anything that is going on, yeah. So this it, it just creates a really like, which you know, that's not abnormal in, <laughs> on a Reddit creepy pasta thing, but it creates a really like in the story it creates a really like alien tone, <laughs> and also it being on Reddit and it having like the, the sort of tone that it does, it does very much paint a picture of like a guy who has problems with women, like capital letters problems with women. Yeah, which like that kind of like turns turned me off, and lines turns a lot of people <laughs> yeah. off in the story. Yeah, fucking understandable. Yeah, because I know it ends and goes somewhere. It's like, oh, it's a part of the story, and not just this guy being terminally unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we we haven't gotten much about the author character. We will get more about the author as it goes on. Like it beca- mm-hmm. like the story is very personal to the narrator who yeah. is telling the story. Like this is just like the peak of like this is like the, the tip of the iceberg or yeah. whatever of like the narrator <laughs> like coming apart within the story. Yeah. And we already have like what three, four of the OC posts by this point. <laughs> it's interesting the way that the idea of a whole mm-hmm. is is always yonic. In yeah. this story and, like, in culture generally, like, rather than oral or anal, it's always yonic. Yes, we all yonic. have holes. Like, holes, yeah. it's part of a very strict dichotomy where all egresses, all external things are phallic, which is boy, and all ingresses and internal things are yonic, which is girl. And that's, like, it's not a strictly Christian concept. You find that in some pre-Christian cultures as well, but this really, really strict dichotomy where things have to be one or the other, like, why can't a whole just be a whole? Why is a pillar phallic and not, like, lingual, digital, whatever? This is, like, artificially imposed, and it's made to be ubiquitous in this way, because if it wasn't taken for granted, it would be obviously absurd. I know I'm speaking to the choir here as if there are men in our audience who aren't enthusiastic about their holes, but it's, like, Men have holes. Yeah, I think about that for a while. <laughs> like the the flesh interface is a a, a vagina dentata essentially. Yeah. Like because the like, women in this universe, in the 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 interface series universe, are like either these these like beautiful mm-hmm. temptresses that want to eat you, or they are like hag mothers. Yeah and like when we do get like the girl children they're just like hapless like victims or yeah. like specimens very much a story about like this this concept of women as disembodied parts that's kind of like a core concept in surrealism which like mother horse eyes really embodies that kind of like vibe of that art movement like like the sort of thing where like dali was like a horrible misogynist yeah, they all were. Like, <laughs> yeah. They, like, and, like, it reflects in the art that these women's, like, body parts of women's were presented in this, like, chopped up and disjointed way that they were, like, yeah. destroying the figure that represented so much to, like, so many different art movies. Like, people were drawn to that irreverence, but that irreverence was grown from a deep, like, sexism. Yeah. Like, sort of, sort of the contrast of, the more like traditionalist art of like the like the sort of like glorification of the body which in its own way is like stifling, oppressive, the way that beauty standards and materialism like right now we can recognize as as bad for people, especially women, moving into the idea of like breaking the body down and and chopping it up and challenging the body but at the same time like when you look at the people who were in that movement never with their own bodies yeah yeah like it's 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 always like they are the subject of the painting by creating it and and mm-hmm. the object of the painting is the body that they are disassembling in order yeah. to analyze it and that's that's yeah. something that is is very much felt In Mother Horse Mm -hmm. Eyes because of who gets to be the subject and who Mm -hmm. is the object of these stories. And people use surrealism in, like, a dis- what's the word I'm looking for? Not specific, really general, (laughs) often incorrect sort of way. When it really means, like, a really specific thing, and I think Mother Horse Eyes would fall under that specific category. (laughs) Outside of being, like, a part of the actual art movement, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ne- neo-surrealism. <laughs> we were having this conversation about, like, um, about Dadaism recently, yeah. and about how how much it, it, like, people throw it around, but, like, it's a really specific thing, you can't just say it, like, you can, but that's wrong, you know, if you <laughs> want to be wrong, that's fine, but, like, yeah. like, these words have meaning. It just makes you sound stupid. Yeah. It's fine to, like, misspeak every once in a while. It's fine to, like, use things willy-nilly, but, like, people use it in, like, a literary context and, like, in a serious discussion voice and, like, okay, well, now you're wrong. Now you've (laughs) entered the zone of being wrong, you know? (laughs) Like, you're, you're delightedly wrong. Yeah. Like, you, you, you heard this and you thought that it was a fun way to, like, elevate yourself and what you're doing. Find a different word. We have a word that describes a certain thing and you're using it wrong. Yeah. I think it's, like, when you're commonly talking, it's kind of, like, you don't need to bring up the fact that they are using it wrong because that <laughs> makes you an asshole, right? Yeah. But like, but, like, when you're in, like, an academic, or, like, even, like, a faux academic space, yeah. like, like when you are writing a paragraph that you're has to having be a on my t- timeline, <laughs> yeah, you, you, can, <laughs> you are more invested in, like, using the correct term because you're trying to bring that into your argument or whatever. Yeah. Circling back around vis-a-vis, the the like chopping up of bodies kind of thing, like mm-hmm. I, I I was thinking about mother horse eyes like like literally mother horse eyes being described as yeah. being being all these chopped up parts and thinking about the idea of like Eve as like a lesser Adam like literally mm-hmm. made of cast off oh, parts like yeah uh, like like I wonder if if that's a little bit of what is trying to be like evoked from I think- that. I'd say like, I'd say there's something to that because like without outright being like this is about Eve and the snake, <laughs> it's about Eve and the snake in a lot of ways without like saying it. Yeah. So I think there's like an, I think I would like yeah I'd agree that there's like something to that like or like that's what this person is going through for exactly you know. <laughs> it's it's interesting also the way people even though Eve is like because of original sin like I think treated as like a site of of sin and Mm -hmm. and and all of that stuff in christianity Mm -hmm. like in in a lot of pop cultural christianity Mm -hmm. that role gets taken up by lilith and eve gets to be venerated sort of like on on a similar but lesser pedestal to like mary yeah interesting the way that like this is sort of issuing any kind of lilith narrative like this yeah you know like the whole thing with with lilith is the idea of like being equal to the thing the mother is not your equal the mother does supersede you and is also lesser than you at the same time yeah it's a really complex thing people like the little thing because it like makes it more digestible yeah it 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 makes the eve story gentler like even even though she's not perfect, she still gets to be the perfect wife because you have Lilith yeah. to compare her to. I guess. This, I guess it just makes Adam um, divorce. Is that fun? We're <laughs> into that these days. People love divorce. More <laughs> meals. <Wall nails. laughs> the first thing mankind did was get divorced. <laughs> about it. Adam was kind of the first (laughs) divorce guy. (laughs) Big divorce guy energies. (laughs) I'd say Jesus never got married. (laughs) He knew. Like, listen, like kids kids like follow in their parents' footsteps or whatever. He was like, (laughs) well that didn't work out for Adam, so (laughs) I I just recently read the book for the never ending story. For homestuck made this world which is the podcast uh, that i keep yeah. recommending that everybody listen to and, and 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 so having like fairy queen show up oh in my the reading list it makes me feel crazy you're like a part of the narrative <laughs> now, <too. laughs> Like I said, having both of these things take Neverending Story as like a paratext, like like oh my the, god, the podcast covers it than I b- like better than I ever could about about yeah. the way Homestuck uses the Neverending Story. But having read it and then just recently like watched it again, it is like like it's 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 interesting to think mm-hmm. about because the idea of of Neverending Story, like in in the book, it's 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 about the struggle of being a young writer, a young storyteller, yeah. and about how you have to basically like grow up and stop seeking wish fulfillment. Yeah, and there's like a lot of like interesting narrative struggles with that. Like yeah. it's interesting to present it as like mind bending anguish. <laughs> and like the 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 stuff with the where the narrator talks about like Literally wanting to be an eternal child, like an eternal mm-hmm. Dionysian child, yeah, and 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 is sort of like writing this story as an outlet for this sort of Peter Pan syndrome and 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 this like resentfulness towards mother figures and 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 towards yeah. women, like yeah, like the, the, that sort of antinatalist argument of like I did not consent to being born, <laughs> yeah, like. Like, who's at fault for that? And sort of, like, there's, like, an appeal in finding, like, coming-of-age things that are, like, for adults. But in, like, Mm -hmm. in that way that comes to, it's more like comes to term with age, I think. Yeah. And, like, people look for that. And, like, they struggle to find it because so many people write from an arrested space. Yeah. Like, Last Unicorn, I think, is one that's that's really good at doing that. Where, like, it is it is good at being a coming-of-age story for kids but also it what it really succeeds at is being like a coming of age story for someone who should have already had their coming of age and kind of didn't yeah it's really cool and like like there's lots of room in our media landscape for things like that, that but like things that are that but like by people who've already had stuff happen to them <laughs> i could go off on that kind of topic oh i cannot wait for for Mother Horse Eyes to get into the Judaism, because it does, and it's yeah, it's messy and bad, and I'm so excited to be able to talk about that. You'll get some tons of fun notes of <laughs> stuff that you know. What, what we've been talking about is, is entirely, like, Christian interpretations of stuff, because that's sort of the only referent that mm-hmm. Mother Horse Eyes has at this point. It is It is using these extremely Christian evocations, like... Even like I'm pretty sure most, if not all, of the of the quotes that it pulls from are you know quote unquote New Testament yeah.
1: quotes.
0: There might be like one or two, and like the ones that are being referred to in like the also using quotes the Old Testament are <laughs> tied to like the mythology of like Jesus and birthing and like yeah. the new end times and stuff and like New Covenant and yeah. junk ones ones that are like retconned to be about jesus in in christianity just like homestuck (laughs) yeah the bible is just like homestuck because it has retcons yeah when you think about it (laughs) but also like the stuff he's drawing from like like we talked about a bit like a few minutes ago like there's like a mainstream catholic stuff that people just like you know, yeah. there's like, in Catholic culture or whatever, and it's like a layer down, and this is like a layer down, so it's like <laughs> esoteric Catholicism, but still Catholicism, like so Catholicism logic, you know? I don't know very, like my, my reference point for Christian stuff is like, Lutheran? And, and, yeah. and I see a lot of like, Protestant kind of stuff, like like a lot of Protestant vibes as well. Oh, definitely. This person is using Catholicism in the same way people use, like, it as to be spooky and stuff. So this pro- <laughs> person's probably Protestant, would be my guess. <laughs> but, like, he's he's using all, like, Christian reference to be spooky because it's it, a horror story. That, no, no, I know. I know. But, like, you <laughs> know what I mean. If it's something yeah, that's, yeah, like, yeah. A, a Christ- <laughs> it's like, a Catholic trauma story, <laughs> it has a different kind of vibe compared to, like, a Protestant trauma story with... Catholic theming to be cool. Yeah, the idea of like I I read from the Bible and there's blood power in it is like the most Protestant thing ever. Yeah, if it, if Evangelical, <laughs> really. It, it, is, it is extremely like Baptist vibe. Yeah, like Pentecostal. Not really a, a Catholic yeah vibe. And if you are doing like Catholic stuff, you would go to saints first. You wouldn't like reach to the Bible. <laughs> so that's why I think the person like, doesn't have that cultural context. There's not a lot of saint imagery in here. Yeah, it's it's very, I mean, because there are woman saints, but, like, yeah. not a lot. There's, like, a couple, like, iconic woman saints that I can think of, but, like, from what I know, they seem to be mostly men, too, which well, is, like, not what he's interested in talking about. No, that's true, too. And, and like, like, how are you going to frame Joan of Arc as being, like, an evil flesh monster is the other thing. Yeah, that's true. It's just, like, less interesting is the thing. <laughs> I don't know. This person could be like Catholic Lutheran or like Catherine Catholic Pentecostal or whatever. You know what I mean? Like uh Can you be both? Like, are you allowed? No, but like, huh? Like, <laughs> would that count as being a child out of wedlock if the other parent isn't Catholic? Lean in. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> my my mother was was raised Lutheran. My my father was Jewish, and that was like that really upset. Her dad, who was like very Lutheran, and oh wow, yeah basically like the the one upshot of marrying my Jewish father was that he wasn't Catholic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like it was it was it was that bad like when when she was coming up, oh my God, like yeah, I guess that's how like people treat that, which is like you know, <laughs> like my dad's side of the family is like interfaith Jewish Catholic, huh. And not like Protestant or Lutheran or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Never thought of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> just because of like the way that like immigration in the US mm-hmm. happened, like the Jewish centers and the Catholic centers in the US happened to be closer to one another and the Protestants are all They're also just Polish. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like statistically speaking, you're gonna be one or the other, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are Protestant Poles, but probably uh, not a lot. Probably, yeah. Like you're probably a convert yeah yeah or like you married into a like a <laughs> who the who the fuck is lutheran like oh, you married into like oh, a family religion or like family sweets. i don't know why i said, i don't know why i said that like i need that <laughs> <laughs> another thing that i wanted to kind of go back to that i started touching on in the first episode uh-huh. is conspiracy mindsets oh Cause, yeah because one of the things i, I started thinking about is the way that the flesh interfaces and, and the other world and, like, the mother functions mm-hmm. in the same way as a conspiracy theory. In yeah. that they are, like, all-consuming. Like, yeah. when you are a, a, a conspiracist, or, like, when, when you have, like, conspiratorial beliefs, any data mm-hmm. ends up confirming the core belief and, and mm-hmm. like, in the same way... All material that the narrator comes across ends up confirming this belief in the inevitability of the mother and ends up Mm -hmm. becoming part of this narrative that he's crafting, which is why he is able to post these things on these totally disjointed posts all across Reddit. And also, these things are literally fodder for the mother herself because anything like she is she is the whore of babylon she is she's the earth mother she's she's satanic yeah she is the composite she draws all things and all people into herself all things can be bent towards her will so his Mm -hmm. belief in the mother is the mother it 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 is it is like a like a self-creating It is like a self-fulfilling prophecy of of conspiracy Mm -hmm. going back to like the, the, the christian stuff like she's like Every, like, aspect of it. She's, like, the forbidden knowledge. She's, like... The sexuality. The... Yeah. yeah, And, like, conspiracy theories are forbidden knowledge, right? To the people who, like, believe in those kind of, like, conspiracy things, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's... Oh, there's, there's this really great... Sophie from Mars did a video about, about conspiracy theories and conspiracy on, like, in, in the left wing. Mm-hmm. we we should we should link that because it's 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 a really good primer on like understanding conspiratorial beliefs and like Mm -hmm. how they foment and like and 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 they are created from uh i i i think the term that she uses is unapproved knowledge oh that's fun like study of of conspiracy that is that is like the term that they use or 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 something like that i'm probably misquoting it but like the idea that like conspiracies form when people have knowledge or, or, or think that they have found knowledge that the state apparatus does not approve of. That's so, like, dicey, you know? Because, like... There are things, like, MKUltra is such a big thing in this. That's a real thing that happened. Stuff about the Holocaust is later going to become a really big thing in yeah. this. But at the yeah. same time, like... It is, it is using these real things and, and injecting them with something that is unreal or, or, mm-hmm. or like, surreal. In, in the same kind of way that, like, conspiracy... It's like paint by conspiracy. Like what we call, like, a big tent conspiracy. Yeah. You want to integrate as many conspiracy theories as you can. To give it legitimacy. Yeah. In order to bring in other people you you're, you're like inoculating them to your conspiracy by giving them like a little taste of a thing that they already believe in that that's yeah. one of the things that like that's why qAnon was so successful because it was this big tent conspiracy mhm and 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 it could bring in people from all aspects and 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 all beliefs by having just like you know like a little sampler plate for everybody yeah yeah and like like a good like uh, like, good, you know, in quotes, because it's bad, but, <laughs> like, a good, a successful, a successful one makes you have, like, this kind of, like, fever, like, like, mm-hmm. you're in on the like, excitement. Yeah. Mother the Horse Eyes captures that energy, like, yeah. you do a lapse when you are finished it. You're like, oh, I believe this was 100%, I'm also going insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's this it's discovery thing. And, like, that was, that was another thing about QAnon, and I'm, I'm pretty sure this started before QAnon did, like, like, several months before the first like q drops the thing like one of the things that made q so successful and so popular with people is the idea of decoding where like mm-hmm. q would post basically like non-sequiturs basically randomness and leave it up to the people who are, oh, are no. following q to decode That's... it and and come oh, up no. with their own explanation it, it, it's essentially they're doing nostradamus on military word salad they're like making you feel like you're smart and important yeah exactly and 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 it gets you actively thinking about it it gets you connecting with other people to share your theories about it building a community it is it is it is getting you to write meta essentially (laughs) oh no and that's also like mother horse eyes requires decoding yeah yeah also, it proves that people are really under-stimulated, and, like, <laughs> less people would fall into, like, cults and stuff if they had, like, a stimulating Hobbies. hobby. Yeah. Yeah. It to be a stimulating hobby. Because <laughs> then, then you do an Among Us and a cult. And, like... <laughs> I cannot believe how, how much, like, Among Us took off. I Like, I still can't believe it. Like, oh my like, God. I'm, like I'm sure it's yeah. fun to play with your friends, but, like... Yeah, it just seems like... Could it so be so fun that you're playing it for 20 hours a day? Yeah, I guess it feels a social niche, because there's a chat room, but, like... I, get, I would never... I don't play online games. I do not want to chat with random fucking people on the internet. <laughs> and playing a game together? I don't know, I'm just... My god, gives like... me, hives. <laughs> like, I think that MMO would be fun if the MMO, like, was good. I would... I would... <laughs> I would play an <gasps> MMO, one, if it was free, two, yeah. if my computer could run it, three, if I, I could about. play basically solo. Yeah, that's a thing. Like, I don't want to be, like, forced to be, like, a group all the time. I want to have, like, a little adventure. Yeah, you want to be beholden to other people. Yeah, I don't want that. That's <laughs> my favorite thing about video games. Is, like, people <laughs> use this as, like, a social hub is the thing. Like, people who are, like, into it are doing it because they're, like socializing but like i get that a a different way yeah you can you it's like so much more rewarding you don't have to pay anything your computers (laughs) don't have to run crazy graphics or whatever you're not downloading bit miners you're like (laughs) (laughs) you're making a little mood board you're writing it's good for you (laughs) like if you're there for the simulated toxicity, you can get that on a role play board. Oh my like, god, you'll we get got that you and, covered. Yeah, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Month 1, you we can, we can give you some <laughs> red flag signs if that's what you're after. <laughs> yeah, and like in in the same kind of way, like we get the sense that the mother horse author character. Is also very much understimulated. Like this person yeah. is is taking so much recreational LSD that he believes that he has broken his brain's ability to process like, time uh, permanently. Yeah, like shattered his ego across yeah. like time space. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> like maybe a crossword puzzle. <laughs> One of the things that I that I noticed, because I've been I've been keeping track of where the, the posts get posted. Yeah. One of the ones there were a handful in this reading where I could not see the original post because it had been deleted.
1: Oh, a couple no. of them I was
0: able to track down more or less like like reading the, the the rest of the comments, I could kind of figure out what it was about, like the context for them. Yeah. There was only one I think where I could not figure it out at all because oh, the, the it was it was for the author's note. The, the second author's note. Uh, uh 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 Because the subreddit had been privated, and the subreddit is r slash crippling alcoholism. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, you can probably f- f- figure that one out on your own. <laughs> yeah, so it you can get the sense that this is a person who... I mean one, obviously is very troubled and two, does not have a lot going on that is stimulating him in the way that he needs, like that that a person needs to be stimulated to feel yeah. normal and, and regular and function. Hey, so I have two I have two points they're like separating like that Robert Frost mm-hmm. poem. So one is about a house of leaves and one is about stimuli. Yes. Let's you hear it. Take your poison. <laughs> we can we can hear both we can hear one after the other okay okay so the house of leaves thing mm-hmm. is that like a feeling of the character guy is that he has too much going on i don't believe this character <laughs> is like he has too much of a social life he's <laughs> like his, his shit's too developed yeah, he's like badass and cool, and has friends and stuff, and like, if you're gonna do that, I don't know. Like, I feel like there was a character there. It was an interesting character, very briefly. I know the controversial things that like, gets people really like the character, but like, oh, it's, just, it's just like. Do, do not... people like Johnny? I, thought I don't people know people hate Johnny, because I hate Johnny, and everyone guess. I've spoken to was like, I fucking hate Johnny Truant. Worst part of I the don't... book. That's true, I guess. Like, okay, I think some people relate to the idea of Johnny. Okay, okay, that's different. That's different. That's different. Yeah, you're right, that's different. (laughs) At the start, there's like a... A, a portrait being painted of this character and like it's pulled away because you learn that he has like 9 billion things going on in his life and he's like, hey. And he's also like lying to you and like we, we, we don't even know whether he's being honest about because he's like, oh yeah, I was fucking bitches and blah 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 and then he's like, actually I wasn't, like I was pretending that I was having all that sex and like, <sighs> okay, sorry, so guys, were you pretending that you're a meth addict or whatever? Yeah. Like yeah, I don't care. Just... It's just it's it's just the more of like the social like yeah. avenues he has and even if those are fake, it's just like it paint like you can lie but lie in a way that paints a bleaker picture. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. To to stimuli there's like this weird thing that happened weird thing that happened during the pandemic. The pandemic is still ongoing, but (laughs) there's a weird thing that happened during when people acted like they cared about the pandemic, when people (laughs) were whining about collective trauma and junk, Mm -hmm. is that people were like, we need people to socialize and to be outside. It's not good for us to be inside. It's like, you have the capability of becoming stimulated and like you need to learn, infants need to learn how to be able to stimulate, like, it's a part of, like, (laughs) Learn how to play. Yeah, it's a part of developing emotional maturity and, like, social maturity that you can stimulate yourself in the absence of others. Nice. Thank you. (laughs) That was a cranking off joke. That was me saying nice because you said stimulate yourself in the absence of others. Well, thank you still stands. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Listen... If the mother horse eyes guy just got some crazy like suction cup vibr <laughs> thing like that would solve like I, maybe four percent of the problem. I, I could I could fix the mother horse eyes author um <laughs> with one latex glove, baby. <laughs> like why didn't Johnny Truett like, that.
1: <laughs> Johnny Truett does coat. get
0: pegged, doesn't he? Yeah, I know, but, like, if he just got, like a, like, a a bad dragon dildo and, like, chilled out a bit, like... Johnny Trent needed bottom surgery. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I think it's a plot of Mother Horse Eyes. <laughs> yeah, that that's actually what Mother Horse Eyes is about. Mother Horse Eyes is, is this... Is is like a like a fortune egg narrative, about like like a person who is like so frightened of this of this like the 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 idea of this like inner femininity that it becomes this like preoccupation that takes over this person's entire mind and life, (laughs) and they're like. And they're like, "Hey, I I need to like chill out before my big surgery, but it needs to be something that's not going to like." <laughs> oh no, this, this this person is not getting surgery. Oh, this you're person right. okay, is like okay. is, is just preoccupied with the idea with of, the like, notion of it. Yeah, because like okay. this, this this sort of because 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 this person is like an egg egg. This person is so uh, uh, uh. egg that they are still in the womb. That's what this is about. <gasps> oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, we're joking. We don't actually think this. Please do not take this out of context. I think, like, maybe 12 minutes is serious. We're being serious for, like, 12 minutes. And then the, the rest just jokes, guys. So, two, you decide what 12 minutes We'll just 12 minutes. But, oh, but also about, about House of Leaves... Johnny and 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 Johnny's narrative is much closer to the sort of like like jo- Johnny Truant is Alexander Supertramp, right? Like oh. like the the like Into the Wild guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he like he you know, he runs away. He he has this weird family situation. He goes up and lives rough in Alaska for a little bit. Like yeah, and 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 he comes back and he's he's you know he's 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 into psychedelics and and alcohol mm-hmm. and he's like you know really mysterious and blah 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 versus like the mother horse sized narrator is Holden Caulfield very much oh, so like that's that, that's yeah. the divergence that I'm feeling
1: as yeah. as I start
0: reading more like that's why I I think I hate Johnny Truant so much because I I hate Alexander Supertramp mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. mythology that is around him mm-hmm. I really really despise it it's like trying to be cool is different. It's like writing someone who's a loser who is actually, you actually personally think is cool versus yeah. like someone at the bottom of their life. Yeah. That is the thing about Holden Caulfield and about Catcher in the Rye is that it is not about someone who is secretly cool, but, is, yeah. but everyone thinks is a loser and they're wrong. It is about someone who is a loser and who is really fucked up and really, really needs help. Yeah, like, and, 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 and that's that's the thing, that's the sensation that I get from reading Mother Horse Ice because it is so absolutely like dead on schizoid. Yes. That's essential. Like the boundaries of the author dissolve away into the story because of their disorganized thinking. Yeah. Versus like the rigidity of like House of Leaves. Even even when House of Leaves is trying to come off as this sort of like frantic word salad kind of stuff, it is so fakey and so put upon and so like trying to show off like like the way that you pretend yeah like 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 when you're in high school and you pretend having like a like a meltdown the way that you text your friends when you're like like, when you're try typing and like yeah exactly your icon black and you're like yeah that that is that is a sensation of like a johnny truant meltdown versus yeah like like a a mother horse eyes narrator meltdown is like it's, like is like, pu- is like pu- really upsetting to read. It's like putting a, a link to the song that they did and, <laughs> yeah. and nothing else. Like, to <laughs> cry for help. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really what it is. Like, House of Leaves is trying to simulate a cry for help. Mother Horse Eyes is, is a cry for help. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm glad that this, like, the actual author, like, not the author character, but like the author has mm-hmm. like someone who like co moderates the yeah. the Reddit board with him and is seems to be his like actual friend because like boy yeah, because otherwise you'd be like a concern. Like I, I, I'm, I'm worried about this person when I read the story sometimes <laughs> in a way that is like uncomfortably relatable. Like I, that's the thing that it reminds me of is like art that I've made when I've been in a very negative place too. Other, yeah, you're, like, things are, like, interviews, but they also feel, like, a part of the sto- story. Like, I've looked a little into, like, people's speculation of who this is mm-hmm. and, like, the stuff the author has said post and, like, yeah. people coming to this person through, like, their inbox and stuff. It's like, this feels like um a part of this persona and not real. Like, and then people report on it like it's real and stuff. Yeah. And it's, like... Well, yeah, that cause, person cause, would probably killed themselves by now. <laughs> I like this is this is a nearer character. Yeah, yeah. Like, like as long as they are on the Mother Horse Eyes account, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are going to continue playing the character that is the Mother Horse Eyes author. Real is honestly. I, I think one thing that is possibly going to restrict him down the road mm, if he that's true. wants to branch out from the Mother Horse Eyes universe, which is like. This story is done by the time that this like, it should never be revisited. I agree. It ends perfectly. I think what the person should do if they want to novelize this <laughs> is do a documentary book about it as though you have just stumbled on the thread and you are doing re- further research into the thread, into, into, the per- into the person. So it's like semi-autobiographical, but like fake? Yeah, like a like a sort of... Documentation of like, hey, here's the history of this, and you and you copy the text from it with the context, with yeah. like, uh, with 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 e- editorials and and editions and stuff in order to to fill it out. Like that would be an interesting way to, similar to the way that like the editors, quote unquote, in House of Leaves function, yeah. except actually serving a purpose. Yeah, yeah, you would be the editors, and I'd be like. And you make up a pen name for your book, and you like I try to track down this elusive author, and all I did was find an empty apartment. Like you get into it, and make a mythology. <laughs> yeah, like that would that would be a fun way to get into it to, to, to adapt it for anything other than the way yeah. that it is. That this is a, this is really off topic, but that reminds <laughs> me of a book I found when I was having like an episode. Like I've told you this before, but oh the 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 sky one. Yeah, I'm not sure I've brought up in the podcast before. I don't think so. This is just something okay. I know about you. Yeah. So I was having like an episode, which is like relevant to another horse rides, I guess. And then, like, <laughs> I had wandered a uh, quite a far distance, opposite side of town, to a di- library that was not in my library district? What are they called? Borough? Whatever. <laughs> a, not, a library not in my neighborhood because it's opposite the side of town. The first thing, like, I became aware of was, like, a book with cloud patterns on it, and I sat down and read it for a bit, but the only thing I remember of it is that a guy wrote a fake biography about himself, and, like, he was, like, an author, and then he, like, died in a plane accident. Wait, wait, like, like, the real-life author died? No. no okay, yeah. Like, Fire details, but the thing is, he wrote, like, an autobiography about himself that was like, fake. And, like, he dies, right? And the family learns that the life he was telling them was also fake. And the only thing I really remember about that is the dad, is, like, the is like the brother, he's in his, like, brother, the dead brother's bedroom, like, going through his papers, like, with, what is all of this? <laughs> and his dad's like, wow, what a waste. And the brother's not sure if he means, like, his brother's life or, like, all this work. And he's, like, sitting in, like, a sea of, like, Nonsense papers that his brother had like written and stowed away about like alternate realities of his own life. So that's how you would maybe do a Mother Horse novel. <laughs> yeah, as as this sort of false biography, false um, memoir kind of style. Oh, false memoir. Yeah, I mean because because Mother Horse already is a false memoir. Yeah, get, get get in there again. Get like layer it. <laughs> I love I like I haven't read many false memoirs I I love the idea of a false memoir of like a like a like something that you call an autobiography but is like obviously fiction. Yeah, you could even like like if you would be like, hey, this author who's posting mother horse eyes was dead before mother's horse eyes. Like if you wanted to get like supernatural with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean because we already have this idea, uh, people in flesh interfaces continuing to be able to communicate and and continuing to be able to like access technology after being assimilated like you know that would be that's that is something that is within the realm of of possibilities within tie in there (laughs) and also like it it would be interesting from the perspective of a reader and someone who cares a lot about this story to see yeah. the more, like, editorial side of it where this person so cool. is able to, like, give some background and, and give some other stuff from the perspective of a researcher into yeah. himself. Oh, my God. That would be really cool. Also, the book is called The <laughs> Boy Who Fell Out of the Sky. Okay. I, I think reading it with my eyes is giving mm-hmm. me a fairly different experience from having listened to it, especially oh, yeah. as far as the author notes go. Because, like, like the thing about the author notes, I, I think part of the reason why I responded so negatively to them the first time around, I mean, partly because I was like, oh, this is going to be Johnny Truman horseshit, I don't want to read this, but then also because I think it is hard to get across that feeling and that sort of mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, anguish mm-hmm. that is present <sighs> in the author notes. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, they're weird. Like we like respect to people who read, but sometimes I read things wrong <laughs> and the intention of the author doesn't come through. Even even more than that, some things just don't read well aloud because mm. they sound too melodramatic. Like, things that are not meant to be read mm-hmm. with a human voice. Because, like, that's yeah. why I hate spoken poetry. People, oh. you know, pe- people always say, like, oh, poetry is meant to be read aloud. And, like, I get it, but I really don't like spoken poetry because, like... I like spoken poetry, but I don't believe that all poems are meant <laughs> to re- be read aloud. Like, some some spoken poetry can be good, but most, like, contemporary poetry that I hear, when it's spoken aloud, it becomes so grating because there is a sort of affected mm. voice that you have to use when you read something that is poetic mm-hmm. or, or written in that style that becomes really stilted and grating. And, like, the, the, there's a similar kind of effect. Yeah. But it's also a problem with contemporary poetry, yeah, I mean true, yeah. But that that is a similar sort of effect that I think comes across with like 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 the way this person talks about the 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 metaphor of the children playing in the street. Mm-hmm. It is it is a wonderful metaphor, and the way that he writes about it is like really agonizing to read, but it does not come across well when read aloud. It, it becomes melodramatic, and, like, I don't respond... Like, some people respond well to melodrama. I really um, don't. I think, also, I, I want to slide in. Like, reading them in, like, an order without, like, comments and time in between really makes the pacing, like, meltdown, breakdown-y. And it's really exciting <laughs> to, like, read. The pacing overall, like, the way that information is delivered overall... I think, is is really, really good. Knows how to give just enough, like, every, every single post, even think, the ones that are kind of just poetry, gives you a little piece of something new and and something valuable to the shape of the story. And that's yeah. something that's, like, important. I don't want to read horseshit. I don't want to read someone doing the same thing or saying the same thing. There is a lot of repeated ideas but it's like a round, you know? Yeah, like every yeah. time there's a new... Like, you you get to the end of the line, you add a new piece to the end of the line, and then you start from the beginning, and you go through the whole thing, and you add another piece to the end of the mm-hmm. line. It just it creates, like, a good texture to to read and like the author Mm -hmm. i think trusts you to remember information that he said earlier which is like very bold which is nice like a lot of people don't yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) this person has a lot of confidence like they're putting their story in like chunkets across like a, a place like it's stuff deleted all the time yeah and then they're like trusting you to like retain information from each post and like there's some like reiteration but it's not intended because it's trying to recap you or catch you up. It's, like, trying to, like, solidify th- things within the universe of the story. Yeah, it is It is. It is sort of, like, working on kind of the logic of, like, like game design. To introduce a new mechanic, you have to introduce it through the framework of mechanics that the the player already understands. Or like you'd hope, well, good game design. Yeah, 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 yeah. In bad game design, you can fucking do whatever. You're on your own, kid. <laughs> Well, it looks like we're going to wrap it up there for tonight. Let us know your thoughts on Mother Horse Eyes. Give us a like, share us with your friends. Next episode, we continue with Mother Horse Eyes, From Terraform to Narrative 50. This has been the Creepy Pasta Book Club. Thank you, and good night.